1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lather Talk. I'm your host, John, aka Lather Hog. Given the time that I'm talking to today's guest, unfortunately, my co-host Gerard isn't able to make it because of conflict with basically his day job. So a little shout out to Gerard. Uh, we know you're here in spirit. But let, <laughs> let me introduce now the guest for today. And it's none other than Johnny from Luther Grooming based in the UK. Johnny, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: No I'm Happy to be here, I'm ready to answer everyone's questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's um, we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty about because I mean, you know uh, you're still I think uh, a new artisan, and I think a lot of people have um questions about the products and like how you got there. But I'd love to hear a little bit about just you know who who is Johnny, like a little bit behind um, behind the scenes. I, I know um, in our conversations on the side, you've you've mentioned your previous life. In the world of fashion, I'd love to hear more about that and um just any, you know anything that you'd like to share, even like where where in the u k are you i my you know my knowledge of the cities and whatnot aren't great, but I know we have quite a bit of listeners from your neck of the woods, so for their benefit, maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh your uh where you are
2: yeah so i well, I, I was born in a place called Leeds um which is in a place called West Yorkshire, <laughs> which is like uh, northeast uh, of England. It's named Manchester, essentially. Like Most people know Manchester, mm-hmm. um, but Leeds is like slightly a little bit more north. Um, and then I went to university in London and I moved to Denmark after university uh, because I won a competition uh, and I got a job. So I moved to Denmark and then I was in Denmark and a friend of mine was like, you know, we have a position at this company called Aquascootum, which is. Uh, they essentially invented the trench coat. So like, oh, um, yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, they invented a trench coat. And when it first started, it was started by a guy called John Emery. And his intern was Thomas Burberry, who then left and started Burberry. So,
1: okay,
2: yeah, there just ripped go. off his design and put oh. a different check in it. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, so uh, so I moved back to London and I lived in London for a really long time. Um, and then, like when I was twenty-four, like my my dad, uh, like my dad, sadly passed away, and then. Uh, I had to go through, like, because it, it was quite, a, it happened horrifically. So, like, I needed, like, mental health um, uh, help. Um, so I met a lady called Sarah, who was my psychologist, and she essentially talked me into uh, incorporating, like, time to myself, essentially. Um, but, like, because I was in fashion, which is, like, stressful, uh, even when it's quiet like um I needed to like fit things in so I uh I would jog the second I'd, like on the way home from work or like um I uh, and then at the same time I was like I was trying to have baths to like <laughs> uh like chill me out yeah like you know what I mean but like uh, it in the bath I'd shave and I'd always get, I'd, my neck would be red raw and it was like classic cartridge razor, yeah, goo. Um, <laughs> or I'd even buy like high-end stuff from like the department stores we have in London and like nothing really worked. Like it was all terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like I spent like £40 on a really tiny bottle of, of something from certain brands and it, it was dreadful. It just it didn't was- work. So I was like, well, there must be a better way. And then I Googled it and Nick Shaves popped up. Um, Excellent. And I am CDB, but he wasn't called that then. He was called um, Lather. Yeah. Yeah, he popped up. So I watched theirs and they were like talking about how it was good for the skin and like this, the, the, you know, Nick in particular would be like, it's got one blade, so it's, like, less cause for rotation, so on and so on and so on. And I just got into the hobby, and I sent a brush to JR Reyes, um, and he kind of set me off on my journey. It was, like, this basic little plastic brush thing, and, mm-hmm. like, it just looked really cool. And he made it look fantastic, obviously, like he always does. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of got me on a roll. But at the same time, like, I've moved... From London back to Leeds, so like I'm in Leeds right now. Um, so i moved from London back to Leeds because, like, if you like, I just wanted a more relaxed way of life, and sure. like London's, London's not like a place you want to relax. It's like it's quite a hectic place to live.
1: Sure,
2: and at the time. I just, I just wanted to settle down, and I knew I could do that up north because, like, my family's up here, and, like, it was just a lot easier. So I moved back to Leeds, and then I've worked, like, a few odd jobs, like, doing various different things. Um, and then, and all the while doing this, I was tinkering with my own soap recipes. Okay. Um, and then COVID kind of hit and it was like now or never so like so i just i had i had like so much i had i essentially had the finished product before before covid hit but like but covid hit and it was it was do or die do you know what i mean i didn't want to go back to my boring job and i was like and i was like it kind of forced my hand so i ended up starting in the fair. that's pretty much how i got here um I've only been going like six months and it's been a, it's been a rollercoaster for six months. I'll tell you that. Um, it's been fun, but it's been, yeah, there's been ups and downs. And I've met like loads of wicked people
1: and
2: mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's been crazy. Six months, like who knows what I can do in a year. Like it's, it's amazing. And uh,
1: just to kind of, uh, dive a little deeper you mentioned so you know uh that portion you're searching on youtube for another way to shave finding some uh some people to point you in the right direction would you say did your journey kind of take uh i guess like a a hobbyist route in which uh, in which you tried out you're excited to try different artisan products big label products what have you like did you go down a bit of the the rabbit hole there
2: yeah um I wasted a lot of money. Uh, (laughs) That's what happened. Um,
1: It's it's all research, though, if if you think about it. Yeah, it's all research. (laughs) It's all fed into research.
2: But, like, my first episode that I ever bought was. um, Now, I bought two from the same shop. I bought um, Sterling's Piacenza and Mitchell's Wolfat Classic. And Mitchell's Wolfat's made in the same uh, county where i am right now so really like, oh wow yeah mitchell's wolf Park's made in bradford england which okay. is west yorkshire and i'm i'm leeds west yorkshire and we're like we're just basically two towns across like it's tiny do they be like a-, a 40 minute drive
1: yeah do, do they have a facility or storefront or anything that that customers can visit or is it more like they manufacture there and then ship it they, out ship it to the vendors okay yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um, <laughs> so close. Funny yet. when you Google it though,
2: it's, it's just a house.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay. So it's not
2: like... It's like someone's house. Yeah. So like it looks like a house, but they must they must like have converted the house into a factory, which is essentially what I did. I converted a house into a factory.
1: Yes. Which uh, folks who are watching the video version uh, of our of our podcast can see. That's that's Johnny's backdrop. That's the work <laughs> reporting in from the the workspace. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've just finished making a batch of tears. Uh, and earlier than that, I've finished making Dave. So I've just got two new European accounts. Oh, congr- um, congratulations. For all the European listeners. Yes. Uh, oh, that's,
1: that's, that's I'm brilliant. coming. It, it's just <laughs> taking a while. Like,
2: but I'm, I'm, I'll be there. Um, I think these ones are in the Netherlands and Germany, uh, which is cool. Nice. I just need one in Italy. Because like, because my website, I can look at where the countries, like what you were doing last week with your Lava Talk, like where you were looking at the countries. Oh,
1: where those listeners are coming in from?
2: Yeah, I can see the countries on my Instagram and my, on my website. And like some of the countries, I'm like, well, it's my ignorance, but some of them, I didn't even know countries. So I was like, I was, I was blanked. I was like, is that a place? place? (laughs) could
1: Go, go but, over to Google Maps, like, oh, okay, that's... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah, there I it is. is, there it is,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so I've been doing a bit of that. So I'm trying to... The cool thing about going into Europe, though, is, like, Europe's so vast yeah. that, like, there's, like, little pockets in each country, like, that you can go into, which is really <laughs> cool. Um, which is a... I mean, the annoying thing is, is that if we were still in the EU... Like, I could ship to Europe for a bit with like, and the customer wouldn't have to pay duty and customs. Yes. But now they have to pay duty and customs, so it just doesn't make sense. So, I'm essentially looking for more wholesale accounts. But I do ask people if you live in Europe, just drop me a DM or an email, and just recommend your favorite uh, shops, and I can reach out
1: Nice. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can help Johnny out there then if you have any vendor uh, recommendations or a reseller, whatever the proper term is. Uh, Johnny, I forgot to ask you if I even, because given the the spelling of Lothar Grooming, what is the proper pronunciation? Because I I know uh, a member of Discord was joking around a little bit, but just to to humor us, how should (coughs) that be properly pronounced?
2: Well, he was talking about a Norwegian thing called Oishtang. And like the oh, O right, right. is different in the different Nordic countries.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. So
2: I get the inspiration from Denmark, which the O is O.
1: Oh, okay. So Lu- Luther. So would be
2: Luther. Yeah. But like, I'm happy for everyone to just say Luther. It's fine. <laughs> like the one person that says it, like got it bang on yeah the first time he read it was um uh johan in sweden
1: oh nice um shaven sha- butcher. butcher yes yeah on, on youtube shout out to johan yeah like he
2: uh the second he said it i was like yeah that's correct but like nice but i know that it's not it's, it's not an easy one to say so like
1: as long as you knew once americans got their hands on it that we were going to butcher the crap out of it as long as you're okay with that it's not a means of <laughs> a matter of disrespect
2: <laughs> i sensed it you sensed, sensed it. it before launch <laughs> <laughs> um, but like uh i mean i don't mind like you can say it any way you want really but like i did put like a phonetic thing on my instagram where i was like i just tried to make it easy for everyone so i just and i made it as like english as possible so i just put low <laughs> Fur. Uh, yeah. So like people knew. But um but yeah, but technically it's supposed to be said loot for, but it's all good.
1: But you're not right, so so everyone is not offended. But I'm not,
2: not gonna lose my mind.
1: You can <laughs> call it what you want. he's, he's gonna fine. come after you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, on the on Instagram. Like how dare, how dare you, sir? <laughs> Get it right.
2: No, I knew it would happen. It was fine. I mean, it's a funny letter. So,
1: well, it does work though, and I'm sure this was intentional, right? That it's part of the branding because I mean, you have you have uh, the the O. I I know there's special names for it, but the O with the slash through it that's that's a big part of your branding. It's on top of your tub. Um, It's very eye catching. I mean, right? Like like that that was all done very intentionally.
2: Yeah, all of my uh, everything I do is uh intentional um
1: especially design i I would imagine visual design from the person who was in the fashion industry i mean you can't help it right like you know i have
2: to (laughs) it's like it's in my blood i just yeah like all the imagery Mm -hmm. uh everything i write uh branding it all has to be distinct like you know it has to it has to like coexist together as one big thing
1: right um, right i we I, f- I forgot what the context was but we're trying to convince you jokingly mostly to do the pink the pink the mat matte pink tubs oh <laughs> yeah like, and i just I'm
2: replied like, <laughs> it's off brand <laughs> <He's>
1: like no <laughs> like enough
2: people kept asking me that the only the only difference the only one that i have succumbed to and just mm-hmm. because but it's a commission, so like oh, you know, okay. if someone commissions something, I'm happy to
1: yeah.
2: like, oblige. But it's um, the release of black for the Razor Company. It will have a top sticker, oh, which okay. I've teased on my Instagram. Yes. Again, it's dark and morbid, like you know, <laughs> plastic. Like yeah, like I keep get I get like really random messages from like photographers and stuff. And they like, show me their portfolio, and it's all like really nice and polished, and like it, their their pictures are beautiful. They're very yeah. talented, but I'm like, I just like, I'm like, I'm like, it's not, I'm like, it's not dirty enough. I'm like, it's not. I was like, like, a, they were like, oh, I can Photoshop it to look dirty. I was like, yeah, maybe. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's just too polished. They were like, you don't want it polished. I was like, no, no, I don't want it polished. So.
1: You want a little yeah. more grit to it. Is that would you say? Because um, sometimes we talk about music, like uh, you know, your affinity for punk, right? Like something super clean doesn't really fit into that the the punk or even just like punk inspired aesthetic, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like like a lot of my inspiration, like so weirdly actually, my inspiration comes from the town, the city that I grew up in. So like okay, so Leeds is quite. It's like it's very rarely sunny it's always gray like it rains a lot um and it used to be like a really industrial town so all the buildings are quite austere and a bit um they're quite harsh mm. like and a bit rugged yeah and like uh in fact back in the 70s it had like the biggest population of like uh, goths like really yeah yeah and it's just got a quite a dark history and like it weirdly creeps into a lot of my design like even when I was in the fashion industry I was (laughs) like I just I would deliberately destroy things just just to see how it looked like someone's like do me a nice cashmere jumper I was like ah okay and then I'd do it in white and then I'd like garment dye it so it looked like it'd be beaten up for five years before people had actually bought it. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> it's comfy. Um, but like, it's just my aesthetic, I guess. But it does come from like punk, punk grunge, like yeah. kind of a bit rebellious, a bit brutalist, like architecture. Like, uh, in London, there's a place called the Barbican, uh, which is it's probably one of the most ugliest buildings you'd ever see bit I kind of love it for that okay so, like it just you can't miss it like it, it's it's ugly and it's there but it's kind of beautiful at the same time um that's kind of what inspires my designs I guess
1: um, no, that, that's that's cool uh I, I mean it's uh I think it's a, it's a distinct point of view but I, I just like how it ties into like you said it, it ties into where you grew up and where you are right now so, I mean, that, that makes total sense. Um, I, I, it would be silly to not get into this a little bit, but behind kind of, and you, you mentioned this already, where uh, mental health, in particular, men's mental health is kind of part of the mission statement and kind of what drove you to start start this whole so, you know, soap and grooming thing. Uh, can, can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of how it's integrated into just the, the brand Lothar Grooming?
2: Yeah, so, like, well, the reason it started was mainly because of what I went through. Um, but the thing that I found while I was going through it is, like, I I wished... Going through, like, depression and PTSD and, like, anxiety and stuff like that... I'd, I mean, not all people, but for me, I felt so, like... I felt so alone like and like the thing is is that all like a lot of brands are like be the best you can be or be happy or do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and like at that time I was just like nah I feel like absolute crap like I'm not gonna be happy do you know what I mean and there wasn't many there wasn't many brands that really spoke to me in that time Mm -hmm. and like yeah and like the more I got like basically I used to like if I ever needed emergency help like I was like Winston Churchill used to call it his uh he said that he got overtaken by the black dog which is like his sorrow Mm. like he felt sad Mm. so like on those days I would I would like call the charity that five percent of the core soap line from the profits at the end of the year i'll like calculate it all and five percent will go to um calm yep. which is a campaign for against living miserably but the reason i chose that charity is because it's one of the charities i used to use gotcha so i i directly used to use that charity, yeah. and i know how good they are and the okay. um i used to talk like you can go in and you can meet people, but you can also ring on the phone if you need it. Uh, and I used to do that a lot. And um, hmm. like, so that's kind of where that goes. But then it also got like, when I got through it and like, I was able to reflect and think I was looking back and I was thinking like, like how nice would it have been while I was going through that? If there were brands that, that really focused on it, like, and I was like, if I ever. a, make a brand like my focus will be men's mental health like because wet shaving as well like helped me so much because it was a place for me to take 20 minutes half an hour chill out do all that stuff like I was like if it helped me surely it can like help other men you know Mm -hmm. so that's why that's why I promote it as much as I possibly can so it's like like that is my mission statement is to Help men find a place of calm in the even when they don't think it's there, or you know what I mean? Like, because it's hard to, it's just like, yeah, it's a difficult one because, like, they they just there just isn't there. Like, if you read the statistics, they're so harrowing, like, and like it's weird how it like every so often you'll get like mental health week or something like that. But like, what about the mental health 365 days of the year? Um, So that's where love comes in. Like, I'm happy to talk to anyone or like, like, you know, when I first started and people kind of knew what I was about, like I got so many like messages from people reaching out to me Mm. like ex addicts people going through a divorce like all sorts and it like it crushed me it was like it was the most beautifully overwhelming uh sense of well it was like pride and like sorrow mixed together it was was weird but yeah that's kind of like my mission statement basically i just want to help men really um and yeah, and my girlfriend like uh, she did all the copy and uh, on my website and my Instagram.
1: Oh, nice!
2: Uh, and like it was funny when I was talking to her about it, and she was just like, she was like, why Like, because she, she, she is in advertising. Okay. Like that's she is a copywriter in advertising, so like it's very helpful for me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, excellent. Um, <laughs> but she was just like. Like, when I told her my ideas, she was just like, oh, my God, like, 100%, like, this is such a good idea. Like, do you know what I mean? And, like, she's, like, such a driving force, like, behind me. Like, you know? So, like, yeah. And then all the people that reach out to me, like, they just spur me on. So it's just, yeah.
1: That's great. Well, thank you so much for share, like sharing that. I know it, it ties into your personal story. Uh, this is obviously can be a, a heavy, heavier topic for some, but I'm glad that um, I think um, part of it is normalizing it, and I think that's kind of what you're, you're getting at. Because um, you know, depending yeah. on your your background, your cultural background, ethnic background, um, I can speak for the Asian American community, the Asian community. It's not in this, you know, like talking to a therapist, talk, which, I'm glad to say it's that's kind of you know normal when someone like a friend or whatever just says, oh, you know, my therapist and I blah blah blah, but that I, I in some circles and clearly not just the Asian community, but uh, it it's tough like, like you should like it's seen as a sign of weakness, um, to have to and then and then to go outside your family or you know that kind of like to air your dirty laundry or whatnot, um, so I do just want to um kind of affirm uh what, what what you're doing and in case you know what anything we're talking about today uh, i'll be sure to leave in the show notes too because you mentioned calm the organization that helped you and that um part of the proceeds for luther grooming go to uh, i'll be sure to leave some links so you know for suicide prevention depression um in in, in case this is you know stirring anything up in anyone um it's totally not like don't just keep it bottled up i think is, is, yeah, a, is yeah, the exactly. big but don't it's got worse it
2: now because of lockdown yes like, yep it's like a real thing now like yes so like if there's ever a time for people to like swallow their pride and reach, reach out
1: reach out yep yeah totally so definitely want to affirm people like if if any of these things kind of sound like you what you're struggling with please do yeah reach out to a loved one but also um be sure i'll be sure to uh, link folks where they can get help because i think there's yeah in the u.s too for sure there are places where if you just need someone to talk to someone to listen to and uh, be be within be with you in whatever you're dealing with that service is there so and i'll be sure to uh, link com as well johnny yeah thank you
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com
2: A lot of people were asking about skincare on the Discord thing. I saw.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a topic of conversation as as of late. And actually, I, I do have a question uh, if you want to tackle that regarding skincare. So, uh, and it's something that that I've you know we, we've chatted about too. But my question to you is: What are your three must-have skincare products for your daily routine? You can include your own stuff if you like, but you don't have to.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm going to go a bit unorthodox. I'm, I'm not going to include a shave, so
1: okay, which is fine cause you have so, to to <laughs> because you got to excuse room.
2: Because I shave every other day, so go, gotcha. But there's things that I keep consistent. So like, so vitamin C, um, a retinol any form of retinol and SPF. Like, All right.
1: I, I think we're going to need to do a little a deep dive. So just just talk to me. Like, I have no idea what any of those, clearly I know. So, so Johnny, so like vitamin C, I thought that's something I eat in the morning, like as a tablet. So, so what, what kind of, like, like really like what kind of, yeah, yeah. what, um, I'll ex- I'll tell explore. me more. Yes.
2: <laughs> so, so vitamin C is like, you get it in it's, vitamin C serums, but it has to be pure vitamin C, which is ascorbic acid. Like, don't buy any esters of it. It's pointless. Like, It's not as, as effective. Pure vitamin C, like, is scientifically, in vitro and in vivo studies, countless studies, is the best antioxidant for your skin ever it is it is yeah every skincare routine should incorporate vitamin c and the best time to use it is in the am um because it increases the efficacy of an spf so like it it makes it it makes the spf better essentially like um Hmm. Because antioxidants, you know, like they're good at fighting against free radicals, which cause your skin to age um, and stuff like that. But it also brightens your skin. So, like, like my skin's like shiny. Like, I have very glowy skin, but it's not mm. that I'm oily. It's just I just look after it. <laughs> so gotcha. Yeah, it glows. Um, and then a retinol which is which is vitamin a so if you ever see an ingredient system it says vitamin a that's a that's a retinol um and you only need a in most skincare products it's in a like 0.5 percent usually it's powerful but what it does is it sent it um it produce, it helps your skin um produce more collagen like so like but it's but it's the only it's really one of the only ingredients that's proven to do it so you only see anti-aging stuff yeah like the 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 like gold standard for anti-aging is something called tretinoin which you can only get from a dermatologist but it's but that's a retinoid form of retinol. Okay. Um, so if you want the good stuff, go to the uh, go to the dermatologist's office. Um, but in the US, you guys are really lucky um, because over the counter, you can buy something called differin, um, which is another form of vitamin A called a And that is wicked. That like if you guys are so lucky you could just go to a shop and buy it it's um, like after a week of using it my skin felt like marble smooth it was it was ludicrous mm. it was wicked and the other thing that it does is it it like it increases cell turnover in your skin okay so your skin is constantly renewing itself which as a shaver is wicked because what does that prevent ingrown hairs so if you just and over time you'll have less wrinkly face which is always a winner um, as you age yeah. i mean i'm 30 but i'm i started early um and like yeah it's wicked but it also well, depending on what it is, but like it does increase the skin's photosensitivity. So like, so you have to wear an SPF the next day because because well, your it, skin's more photosensitive. Like it increases the risk of uh, aging, but it can also increase the risk of like serious bad skin issues.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, Oh, just to, just to clarify, Johnny, just because you mentioned the vitamin C is ideal in the morning, you know, uh, in your routine. The retinol sounds like is this is something that you use before going to bed or does it not matter so much?
2: Oh, de- no, uh, definitely on an evening. OK, definitely. Given
1: given the <laughs> it makes your skin photosensitive and going out right into the yeah. sun afterwards. Right. Not probably not a good idea.
2: Exactly. And like, <laughs> you know, it has and then it's also like you know, your body's like regenerating itself and stuff over the evening like while you're asleep, so it's just like a good time to allow your skin to absorb all the good stuff. And then SPF, everyone should wear an SPF always, all the time like, it doesn't matter if it's raining, cloudy, sunny, whatever always wear SPF always um, especially if you use a retinol and um, and if you use a BHA or an AHA, which are two types of exfoliating acid, um, which you use at night as well, uh, because they also increase photosensitivity of your skin, so the next day you're going to want to wear SPF anyway. Um,
1: I see. Oh, and yeah. before I forget, to the SPF, is there? A, would you recommend like a, a minimum number, like SPF thirty? Thirty. Thirty. At least thirty. Otherwise, it's not enough protection that skin cancer it's is pointless. No joke, guys anything less is pointless
2: okay i use 50 i live in the uk and i use 50 yeah. so <laughs> like all those guys that live in america where it's like super sunny yeah 50 all the way definitely but like yeah the best brand though is a uh, a brand called la roche posay and they use uh they make an like a sunscreen like a sun cream for your face and it's like, I don't know how they've done it. Well, I do. It's wicked formulation, but like, it's non-tacky. So you put mm. it on, yeah, and it's just like it's wicked. Right. Like,
1: well, well, thank you so much for sharing. I, and and sorry for putting you on the spot. For I, I know you're trying to at least give a little, um, you know, like in a nutshell, what each product's uh, trying to accomplish. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think for. Uh, skincare and, and guys you know we're talking about you know normalizing mental health also normalizing taking care of your skin it's not just for the ladies uh, If if that's kind no. of your mindset i think well everyone... the thing is
2: is it if you if you feel like you look good in yourself mm. you feel good so yes. like it helps with the mental health
1: true true self you know, self-love yeah and your and, and like a positive self-image all good yeah. things
2: yeah. My um, girlfriend makes me watch RuPaul's drag race. Um, <laughs> and there's a, there's like a phrase that they always use. And it's like, uh, if you're going to love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else like that? And like, that is so
1: true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's sa- sassy, but true. <laughs> Honest, every Thursday she like
2: makes me watch it. So it's funny. Like, it's I like, I enjoy it. But...
1: It's a very popular program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, since that's that was kind of um well no that wasn't a listener question but i do have a listener question uh for you uh which kind of it brings us back to an earlier part of the conversation and this is from Sloppy Badger and he he had a question about your kind of your customer based locations um would you say that it's mostly european is the us the biggest market like what what's it look like right now um f- f- for you
2: um i would say it's about a 30, 30 35 35 split UK and America and then the rest of the rest of the 30% is like a mixture of really random places around the world yeah like South Africa uh, Europe um, Hong Kong like those kind of places but um, but predominantly the UK and America really, um, but yeah, but I get so much love from the states. It's proper mental, honest. <laughs> when I first started, the, the amount of love that I got from the states was is pretty wicked. Uh, but yeah, but I think also, firstly, I think America's giant, so it just has lots of hobbyists. Um, less like the UK has a lot less, but um, but they're just really. I I still get emails from people that I've never heard of. I don't have them on Instagram or anything. And they'll just send me really nice messages from America. Like, I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, But in the UK, it's different. Like, we're a bit... The UK is, like, it's It's very forum-based. So, like, like, I try and, like, so, like, I try and avoid, like too many forums because obviously like when you're the artisan like too much
1: Mm. outside
2: Mm. interference into your product making and stuff like it's hard so that's why you have testers because it's just limited to those people like their feedback um but like in the uk it's very like forum group based on facebook and stuff so like so i don't really know what goes on on there so like so but like A few of them have me on Instagram and they do reach out and we have like really nice chats and stuff. Um, And I met one actually, Um, I met a guy. uh, He was a local Leeds lad. And then we just went out for a pint uh, to the pub and it was really nice. (laughs) Nice. It was a good laugh. And uh, yeah, we just shared standard hobby chat, razors and things um in fact i need i need to meet him uh again soon but uh yeah and uh, also the opinionated brit who also has a podcast with take care man i met him as well We went for a cup of tea and some cake uh afternoon oh, okay. tea very Excellent. english <laughs> um yeah and he's a really good lad as well like he's really nice um i yeah, yeah, we
1: definitely need to think... shout out take care man though um just because you know the uh, the podcast. They're both in the wet shaving hobby, but uh, their their main topic that they're tackling is again men's men's health, mental health. I think physical health. Um, so just want to make sure check out check out their show. They're on the pod, podcast yeah. format and YouTube as well.
2: Yeah, they're really nice. Like, uh, he reached out to me yeah. as well when I started, uh, and like, we just had like a nice little chat. And it's just interesting how like I came in and I, I had like a brand mission and mm-hmm. like, like slowly it's starting to come in as well. Like uh, the razor company did that soap with Peter. The Oh
1: yes. Uh, Never alone. Never alone. Yeah. Like, yep. That just, that just. Uh, it's just October. nice that it's
2: growing like the yes. awareness. Like I just like that. It's like, but that's what the wet shaving hobby has always been about. Like before I was a brand, I was a hobbyist like everyone else and, like, it is quite a giving community. Like, so you know I mean, like, everyone kind of, we all share stuff. And like, it's just, it's quite supportive, I think, as mm-hmm. a community. Yes. Like, it's cool. I like it. I've always liked it. It's fun.
1: Nice. Speaking so, of, um, just because we mentioned, like, your time as a as a hobbyist too. Uh, what is, what is a scent like, in that wet shaving space? That you wish you created.
2: There's one fragrance that. I, that. Out of all the soaps. This brand has ever produced. Is a, is one that. I really loved. Which was Cologne Russe.
1: Mm.
2: By Brewster and Mann.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's just something really nice about it. It's like. It's cologne. It's fresh, but it's got it's got like a bit of powder, and it's got like I don't know if anyone else picks this up, but when I smell it, it's got it has like a I describe it as like a fizz, you know, like when you open a bottle of pop, yeah, and it goes like if you if you were to imagine that as a smell, oh, okay, that's what I get from it, and it's just it's just very very pleasant. Just really chilled and nice and pleasant. Um, and then the rest of them, like, I, I could take it or leave it, but like Cologne Roots was, yeah. was the one. I remember smelling it and being like, this can be what shaving soap is like, crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but that was at the very beginning of the journey. I think Cologne Roots was like the third or fourth soap mm. that I ever got. Gotcha. And when I smelt it, I was like, "Wow, love this!" Yeah, and then and then I was hooked, and then I bought like ten thousand soaps, and <laughs> it, my bedroom just got ridiculous.
1: Oh, I know uh, that. I know that part of the journey. <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> like, and also because I don't. Well, the, the lucky thing for me, and I guess not a lot of people have this, is that because I, because I use vitamin C, I don't use an aftershave splash. You know I mean, like, so, I, so, like, so. Luckily, I could like stack them, and I didn't have to like put bottles everywhere. So, like, I was lucky in that sense. You, you
1: could, I, I see. Yeah, you you can uh, keep the clutter. To, yeah, uh, I could easily a little, store, little more control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Storage, yes, very very important, especially for yeah, yeah. But... folks who live in urban areas. We don't. <laughs> yeah.
2: But if I if I bought them with a match and splash, i mean... Yeah. I don't. It'd have been a disaster. I had it, so it, it many would, um, soaps.
1: It would look like what it looks like behind you right now, where it's again Johnny's in the workspace, so it's t- you know stacks of tubs, uh, s- sorry, stacks of soap, and then you know the collection of, of splashes. That is what one of the shelves behind me looks like. Again, sorry <laughs> for the audio listeners, but yeah, <laughs>
2: so we're all. It's obviously. just it's just one of the, like I think everyone in this hobby goes for a period where. Yeah. You just you don't look at what you're getting, and then suddenly one day yeah. you're yeah. having like a cleanup, and you're like, and you're oh. just like, how many things do I have? And you're like, whoa, like my razor collection was giant, that oh, yeah.
1: was
2: massive. Which I have now, I now have one razor.
1: Really? Which is the yeah. one that survived?
2: Um, The carved brass.
1: Which oh, which plate do you like?
2: Um, depends if if i want like a really quick shave i'll put the plate b in and then if i have like a bit more of a chilled out shave i'll I use plate a okay um, but that's because my my skin is just it's like a as delicate as a balloon it just <laughs> I, I can't anything heavy in the in the b yeah I like my neck is just on fire so
1: so the G open comb is not in your rotation of uh, no then.
2: Did <laughs> Is like I, w- I had the what race was it now? I had the Rex, the Rex yeah. Ambassador.
1: Oh yes, that thing is. Ooh. Ooh. Even <laughs> on
2: like even on no setting, like I didn't yeah. even turn it. I just I just assembled it. Yeah, even on the zero, like I don't know what it was, but like. I don't, Jack always talks about head geometry, so, but like whatever that geometry was, like my neck just couldn't take it. Even on the small, even on zero setting, it was just it was painful.
1: My- that was my experience as well. I had borrowed a friend's. I just used it on the one setting as like this is more blade feel and more efficiency than <laughs> a- any of my other razors. And my preference, it's a beautiful raz- razor, though you know. But um,
2: it's stunning. It's 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 stunning. <laughs> but like yeah, what is that?
1: I would never adjust it though. Right? Given if one is that setting, why would I, <laughs> why would I even go up to like five or I forget I forget what it turns up to. But um, yeah, it is five.
2: It's like the razor right. equivalent of a rose. Like it looks beautiful, but if ah. you have to grab it by the stem. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll prick you. It's,
1: hey, it's it, it. might have the best knurling though, Johnny, of uh of the available razors out there. It's it's got some like spot on knur- knurling, but yeah, it 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 is like shaving with a rose. I, I like that. <laughs> is
2: it honest? A guy bought it the other day, and I just commented. Yeah. I was just like, just I was like, go steady with it. It bites. And he was like, yeah, yeah. he was like, I'll give it a go and like even he was like it's it gets the job done that's quick <laughs> but, yeah. and i kept like the r41 I, I once tried i just once tried it because i was like let's give it a blast and even with the grid yeah i almost took off my face like really?
1: I, I haven't you know I should try it just like you said just to, to try it right but I mean given what everyone says like that doesn't sound like anything I'd ever want to use
2: <laughs> it's one of them razors where it's try it when you have nothing planned for like the next three days oh, okay like just in case you just like it was so aggressive it it terrified me like all <laughs> I could feel was bleed. yeah I was like wow um so yeah, carve, brass, B or an A plate.
1: Okay.
2: And I'm, I'm, I'm set for life, I think. Like, I love that thing. The only razor that I do want to try. Yeah. For three reasons. Firstly, it looks beautiful. And secondly, I love the engineering that went into it. And thirdly, the place where it's from is one of my favorite cities in the world. Okay. Um, it's the Tatara uh, adjustable.
1: Yeah, the the Muramasa,
2: the Muramasa It's wicked. I Love that thing. I uh, can't afford it, but it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but like when I was in fashion, I used to go to uh, Porto like all the time because there's loads of factories there. Okay. Um, and I just fell in love with the city. And then when I found out there was a razor company there, I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and it looks stunning. I love the like little dots. Nearly- yeah,
1: kind of like a golf ball looking. Yeah, yeah. I, I-, I it's can see so that. So cool. That- that design would definitely appeal to someone with, yeah, I, I you know who kind of cares about aesthetics. It's a little more modern looking than some of the other razors. It's very the, modern. Um, so the Murmasa being the uh, what do you call it? The adjustable, but actually, I think you might like the Masamune too. Um, especially like for some reason. So the Masamune comes in dark, so it's like a matte black. It, it, it yeah. pretty much is like made to match the tubs that you use. But it is a very very nice mild razor, but it still gets the job done. Are you working from home? Are you lonely by yourself? Are you sick of that Slack channel with that stupid person that's really annoying by sending really dumb memes and gifts unrelated to the channel? Well, jump on the Lather Talk Discord where we have a lot more of those, but at least it's not for work. That's Lather Talk Discord. Check it out in the link below. I definitely want a chance to um, to ask you, Johnny, can you give us, uh, you know, either like a teaser or just uh, share with some things that are coming up? I know we mentioned some exclusives from the Razer company, so definitely would love to hear a little bit about that. But anything else you'd like to tease uh, for the audience?
2: Yes, I'm currently working on two. Well, at, there's the base, um, the magical base, and V3, V3, <laughs> uh, which I don't know what I'm going to call yet, but okay. I might just give it a really stupid name, and just maybe maybe people can do that. I just want a one word random name
1: oh, you want you want the listeners to suggest to you a, a name for the base?
2: Yeah, just go ham just
1: all right go you...
2: <laughs> as weird as you want, I don't really mind, like oh, it could be like letters that mean something.
1: Oh like an acronym
2: like an acronym, yeah.
1: Like oh crazy I, I, I like acronyms okay so there you go message message johnny maybe over on instagram
2: yeah instagram's best okay um but yeah it'll be my birth i'm i don't know whether to launch it before my birthday or on my birthday i'm not sure yet but there's that coming up um and then just looking at all my Perfumes and bottles.
1: <laughs> um, oh well, uh, you want you want to give a quick little like um, snippet for the the razor company releases because that's coming up soon, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> is it? Are we looking at it? Okay. Yeah. In fact, I can
2: I can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So, so smelling it, I don't know why I'm smelling it. I know what it is. But
1: I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you want to jog the memory.
2: <laughs> so it's like a classic. Is It smells like noir noir, but like the thing is, noir noir noirs, it's like a really dark, spicy chipra. Like it'll punch you in the face. It's, it's like, it's got that much kick on this. But like, like, it's got, it's got a lot of like, it's got a lot of spice notes, but like they're all raw materials that are made from something else. So like, um, like it's just a spice accord, but it's made up of like uh, black pepper raw materials, cinnamon raw materials. Oh, I see, like,
1: it's, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's 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 not just one spice. It's like it's, spice is the overall the umbrella term, and it's made up of
2: yeah, these and other like things. like cinnamaldehyde and mm. like loads of other stuff. Like it's made up of constituents that create a spicy note. Gotcha. Um, And, like, Carnation, like, that kind of, which is Eulajol, which is you'll see on the list of allergens, uh, Mm. stuff like that. Um, It's made up of things like that. And then it's very green. Like, it's green, powdery, spicy, quite dark. It's, in fact, if you ever watch Frag, like, if you ever look at, like, Frag YouTubers, Mm -hmm. this is, like, the one that they always go to as, like, a date night. Uh, like a sexy date night fragrance yeah. it's
1: always this one well I, I remember looking up um i think after you or the razor company mentioned that's the uh what do you call it the the inspiration and it's listed you know uh Noir Noir is listed as kind of i think one of the i found out on one of the top 10 like um most well known sheepras because I feel like that's a like you know, in, in shaving, at least we talk about fougere a lot. So I think at least anyone in the hobby has come across that term. But sheepra, I see it a lot, but I don't have you know, like I, I don't necessarily have a go to reference yeah. point for it yet. You know, like Barrister and Man has Lagrange Le, Le sheepra and and Le, Le Petit sheepra, actually. <laughs> uh, and there's other scents that are sheepras, but we just you know, it's just not as uh, as familiar. A
2: lot of sheepras are. If you look at the most popular chupras yeah, in in perfume, a lot of them come, come under feminine fragrances. Oh, do they?
1: Okay, maybe, like maybe quite yeah.
2: a lot of them. Like Chanel does a lot. Like okay, do you know what I mean? Like, but I mean I don't I, masculine, feminine. Yeah. <laughs> everything's unisex to me. Do you know what I mean? Like in perfumes.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it, right, it's a bit of like data terminology, but at the same time, like just for broad strokes. Well it's marketing, <laughs> isn't it? It's marketing yeah, no, towards that's women, true. it's marketing
2: towards men. But like actually Who do you get who
1: like, gets the you know, an actor or actress to be the, the spokesperson for it? Yeah. Well
2: like, <laughs> I I love Iris, but like Iris is mainly used in female perfumes, but like I love it. So it's like
1: I mean, I'm glad. To, I'm glad to say that is one note that we're seeing more in in uh, quote unquote men's fragrances more, like, especially with like yeah. well, I mean, you know, like Dior, uh, Dior, and what Valentino. Dior Home does it. Um, Prada, Prada has been using iris. Prada so. does kind an of...
2: iris cedar, and it's really nice.
1: Mm, yeah. So some yeah. designer heavy hitters are in- integrating that that, that that note more. Yeah.
2: I mean, iris is lovely. I love iris. Uh, yeah, there are things that I will never be able to do in perfume. Uh, like there's there's a chemical that I like is in my favorite perfume. So my favorite perfume is Le Diver by uh Frederick Mahl, mm-hmm. uh by my idol, which is Jean-Claude Elena. Okay. Um but it's it uses something called um heliotropin. Uh and in the UK, in order to use heliotropin you need to register with the home office so the government you have to whenever you use it you have to update them with the amount used and how much you have left like it's really like like, like a
1: controlled substance
2: really controlled yeah oh wow it's it's shocking um but the reason it's it's because um it's used to make mdma mdma (laughs) I was so gonna like, say it's
1: got. A, there's some alt- alternative use that is causing yeah. that. Oh man, that's too. That's but it, unfortunate. But it makes
2: things like heliotrope smells wicked. Like it's like one of my favorite.
1: Real. That, that's one. That, that's one of those notes that come up, right? And it, it'll be in the write-ups. but I'm actually not sure. Again, I don't have a like a reference point. I just know I see it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it you'll lot. see it, and you'll just think like. What uh, it, okay. You what know I mean,
2: but it is beautiful, and like. But un- unless I grow considerably and like, you know, I have like a massive full operation, like, I won't be able to buy the quantities and oh, get the permits. So it's, okay. like, it's really hard, but one, day, but well, that one day.
1: Since we're talking about a bit about like perfuming and fragrances, it, it, there's a bit of a trend where, um, you know, uh, wet shaving artisans are introducing like, Eau de perfumes, Eau de Toilettes, whatever, into their lines. Is that something that you'd ever, that, that you thought about? Or nope, that's a, that's a quick no from Johnny. <laughs> yeah,
2: firm um, no. Like, I will, like, I know a lot of artisans do it, and I can see why, because it, like, perfume, shaving, like, it kind of, aftershave, it kind of links together yeah. really well. Yeah. But for me, like, if I was ever going to do a perfume, I would want it to be. I'd want. I'd. I'd hire a nose. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, got gotcha. Like, I'd want it to be so. Because the thing is, per, like, soap perfumery and actual perfumery are two different sorts of perfumery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, in in a soap perfume, you can have how many raw materials? Like. Fifty, maybe,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but in a perfume, you can have easily up to three thousand. Like, I see. It's so complex, and like
1: the scale, just it's yellow. well, it's an art. Like the yeah. people, well, yes. Like,
2: this is the thing about an artisan, like yeah. a soap artisan. Like you know, we make wicked soap and creams and aftershaves <laughs> and whatever. But like, perfumery is its own thing. Like, it's just, it's a different beast. Like, the perfumers re-idolize them. It's it's an art form, right? (laughs) Like, in Wet Shaving, there's a big thing for Spice Bomb, isn't there? The Victor and Rolf Spice Bomb. Yeah. There's a few dupes of that. But the actual perfumer that did the original Spice Bomb, a guy called uh, Dominic Rupion, like, he's been in the perfume industry years. And, like, he is, like, he's like the Grand Wizard. Like He's just... (laughs) He's just this master of perfumery. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's wicked. Uh, and, like, no one will ever, like, surpass that. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, no one has his nose. So, like,
1: mm.
2: like it's, but, like, and a soap artisan, like, we release things that smell good in a soap, but it's just a different, like, it's a different thing. It's just yeah. so different yeah but okay. my I want to go more down the skincare route so like um the plan for me is to start my own skincare brand well separate like,
1: from Lothar or no like expand Lothar as, so exactly. like
2: I would I would go instead of going into perfume I'd go into skincare
1: okay
2: um so like Aesop uh like these kind of things um, Yeah. So, like, my goal is to, after I've, because I've done the splash now, I'm currently working on a cream, um, which.
1: Cream as in, you mean, uh, for the post-shave or cream as in, like, a shaving cream? Like a a balm. Like a balm, okay.
2: Like a balm. So, I'm currently working on that. And then, Hmm. in the future, I want to make, like, my own vitamin C. Yeah. And like have like you know like I want like a full range like, like essentially like if if Cerave had a really dark twin, yeah, like
1: <laughs> just in, invert like the colors, that. invert yeah, all the yeah, colors exactly. of the products, like and that's <laughs> yeah.
2: if Cerave inverted the colors and, yeah. and and added a touch of melancholy to their yes. range, yes, that <laughs> kind of that level, you know what I mean? but, yeah,
1: um, yeah, totally.
2: So like that's kind of that's the direction that I want to go, in, rather than the perfume way.
1: Okay, that that makes sense, and almost like it, it's I'm, I'm glad we kind of got into a little bit of of skincare. Just I, think I think... it's more that
2: I know my limits. I think yeah. that's it. Okay, I know I'm not a perfumer. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it would like, and I love it, and but I'm. Happy. Happy to sit on the sideline and just it for it, rather than try gotcha. and do like some crazy eau de parfum perfume magic thing because it just won't happen. It'd, <laughs> it'd be a disaster, <laughs> basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
2: skincare is more my passion.
1: Well, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on today and, you know, for giving us a little preview of what's coming. Uh, I think I'd be pretty excited for a um, skincare line expansion. So we'll keep an eye on that. And obviously um, the the aftershaves, which I, I had a ple- the pleasure to use, along with the um, the newish scent Namka. So, um, yeah, it, it was just really, well, solid, you know, solid scent. I, I was able to kind of go out my comfort zone with it. Uh, um really enjoyable but it was been it's been such a pleasure uh to talk uh, to talk with you today and to find out a little bit more behind the man uh <laughs> behind Luther Grooving so yeah, so thank you so much
2: yeah no worries always a pleasure and uh yeah just everyone send me those crazy dms of names
1: <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> thanks for the reminder and, uh,
2: thanks for having me on the podcast obviously
1: oh of course uh my pleasure but yeah be sure to message uh message johnny over on instagram uh we'll again have those links below uh you want to name that the the upcoming soap base for him he's he's all ears so you can hit him up there but um thank you again johnny and thank you listeners for tuning in today i hope you guys are doing well and we'll catch you next time If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us out in a few ways. First off, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a five-star review as this will help us with the algorithm and getting the show suggested to your fellow wet shavers and those interested uh, in this little area and hobby of ours. Second, if you're watching us over on YouTube, please be sure to hit that like button. And if you haven't done so already, please consider becoming a subscriber to the channel. We also have some Lather Talk merchandise up on our Etsy page. And of course, there is the previously mentioned Patreon. You can find links for both of those over at www.lathertalk.com. Again, that's www.lathertalk.com. We hope you enjoyed today's show and that you'll join us for the next episode.